Mateo. You know my, my last name means son of Matthew, Matosian. Matosian. Yeah, yeah, so you could be my dad. <laughs> Sounds good. But I was your daddy. You are my daddy. Oh. <laughs> uh, There's people who teach, and then there's people who teach teachers. Yeah. I wonder who Jesus' teacher was. Well, depends on um, depends on what religion you are, I think, right? You might be the wrong guest. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. It's it's amazing. Um, I, uh, tools are like that too, right? There's tools, and then there's tools that make tools. Yeah, I like the metaphor. You know, and there's um, there's optics, there's glasses for cameras, and lenses, and then there's lenses. That's Adam Klein. He edits behind the scenes. Um, and then there's uh, lenses that are used to make lenses, like really, really fucking expensive lenses that are used to make really expensive lenses. We'll have a dramatic pause as I sip my coffee, please. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting. I cannot wait to see where this plane gets landed. Starting this carry. And with us today, we have Matteo Puzzinati. Puzzinati. Puzzati. Puzzati. I knew it had Puzzati. puss in it. Puzzati. Puzzati, not Puzzina. How pull, many pull the mic. seminar pull staff are there in yeah. on the planet Earth? Do you know? How many of us? Yeah. I think roughly 100. 20, probably 30 now. Oh, I was going to say 178. Okay, you know you know the data better than me, bro. And I was going to okay. say there's 150,000. I don't even know if these numbers are true. The spirit, I'm close. Okay. There's 178 of you, and you guys have created 150,000 L1. People have gone through the L1 course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And... Uh, it's it's crazy that it's crazy to have you here. It's crazy to have three of you here, four of you, three of you here. Yeah, visiting. We have uh, Ricardo from Brazil. Yeah. We had Natalia from Spain, and we have Matteo from Italy. Daniel too. Yeah, Mac is coming. And Mac. And um, before today, I thought Italy was uh, and Spain and um, Brazil were all the same country. But like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a common misconception <laughs> by us Americans. Yeah, you're just Spain before it. <laughs> There's the Middle East, there's Europe, and there's the United States. Yeah. And then, and then there's That's Armenia, it. right? Yeah, and then there's Armenia. Those are the four countries. <laughs> the four main areas worldwide. Hey, do you have kids? I do have kids. Oh, okay. Do you have any kids? Yeah, I have two daughters, oh. seven and three. Ooh. It's Camila and Matilda. Is that the hardest part about leaving home? Yeah, but I'm not teaching too much in my box during the week now. So basically, I'm home during the week when, when it's needed, more like for getting them to school and uh, kindergarten or playing sports, stuff like that. So you own a box? I, I own a box in Venice, uh, CrossFit Venice. Uh, and so you are one of the greatest trainers who's alive on the planet today. Oh, thanks for that. I never consider me like that. but I know, that's what you guys it. all say, but it's the truth. It's amazing <laughs> what you guys do. You guys travel the world um, spreading the message to make the fittest human beings on the planet and to take the sick and to make them healthy. As you guys do, you move, you, 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 you go from sick to well, through well, through well, to fit, to fit yeah. the continuum. Sickness, wellness, and fitness. And um, what is the CrossFit L1? CrossFit Level 1 could be many things. Uh, 
based also on the different crowd that we, we face every weekend. We have people that never done a single workout CrossFit. So CrossFit Level 1 could be like the best way to start your experience with CrossFit, the right way with the, with the right people. Or uh, we can have like the middle, like people with middle experience start CrossFit like one year, two years prior. And probably good coaches, they're good trainers, send them to us in order to clarify some points. Or lately, especially in Italy, because uh, it's relatively fresh compared to US, it could be also a way to refine the basics. Because sometimes, you know, you take the level one, you stay away for four or five years, and you start doing things by your own, you forget how um, effective, but at the same time, how simple it is. And so you start to reinvent the wheel. And so you show up again to the level one or even the level two, and probably you don't have the purpose to learn something because you feel comfortable with what you got. And you, as soon as you step in, you realize that you miss something. So you start to do that again the right way the day after. You have you have these you, 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 when you follow CrossFit Media, yep. you can see classes in old folks' homes, and you can see BJ Penn. What do you mean for the, uh, BJ Penn's one of the um, great MMA fighters in the world. Oh, okay, sorry. Both yeah. using the CrossFit methodology. Yeah. You can see the blacks from all blacks from New Zealand. Yeah. That's New Zealand true. is that a country? Yeah. From New Zealand, the best rugby players in the world. Yeah. Doing CrossFit, or you can come to CrossFit Santa Cruz, um, mass gym and see old people doing it. Yeah, that's that. That's the val the added value behind the behind the program. How can one program? Can you move your mic closer to your mouth? Yep. How can one program, how do you teach, how can the world's best rugby player go to an L1 and get what he needs when right next to him, my mom could be in the same class getting what she needs? Is it yeah. that universal? I mean, because a rugby player needs a lot, and you, you have to be delicate with an old lady, right? Sorry, mom. I didn't mean it. <laughs> your mom's not old. No, you have to Thank be clear, you. first of all, on the goal that you have and on the tool you want to use. Uh, I think the key word in this uh, in this answer is going scaling. Is going to be scaling. Like if you have two crossfitter, one experience and one not. If you scale in the right way for the last experience, you will achieve the same goals. You know how Coach Greg Glassman used to used to say it's like their uh, needs are different, not from kind, but just from just by level. So this is the first thing I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you in this answer. Their needs are not different by kind, yeah. meaning. They both need to squat. Yeah, like uh, my mom or my mom should train with bridge running because they have uh, the same goal. Like uh, uh, the goal for um, for bridge running is gonna be uh, fun functional dominance, and for my mom is gonna be uh, functional capability. So my mom' goals is uh, yeah, being able to lift up my my daughters. And rich running goals uh, is uh, going to out of the CrossFit games and beat all the all the other guys. So they need to move well both at different levels. This is the the first thing. And in, on the top of that, just because you you mentioned like a rugby player, that is a specific sport. If you want to achieve um, specific goal for a specific sports, you have to do specific training for the eighty percent. And for the twenty percent, you can use CrossFit. Okay, if your question were about like a former rugby player, in that case, he needs just CrossFit. If the goal is performing in CrossFit. 
damn, you really are a good trainer. Functional <laughs> dominance. Just, I like that. And, and he's just spilling out some other stuff. Yeah. This eighty twenty. I like that. Yeah, I like, did you come up with that? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's something that we teach basically at the level two. When we talk about programming, at the end of the lecture, we, we clarify that it's not a good idea using like uh, specific sport movements in uh, general CrossFit workouts. Like when I, when I don't remember the name of the professional footballer, but when I was at, I was filming an L1 in Milan. That's in Italy, right? Yeah, actually, that was my level one. Oh, really? You were there. Oh. Yeah. You were taking the level yeah. one there. It was in the, I don't remember the name of the box, but it was a, it was a weird a, one. They had a shooting yeah. range in there. Yeah, it was a virtual shooting, like okay. a laser shooting. There was a professional oh. footballer in that. Yeah, he was from the Milan team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the blonde guy, I don't remember the name. That's right. It's, re it's really, it's, it's, um, it's fascinating to me how obvious it is to us, right? I ask you these questions, I know the answers to them, um, but, 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 I, I, but I don't know them as eloquently as you do, and I want to hear them from you so that I can add them to my, my arsenal. But it, it's just, um, on one hand, I understand the misconception where people don't understand the true value of CrossFit yep. um, because they see people like Rich Froning or, maybe, um, or they see this professional footballer doing it. But the truth is, is that, and we had someone in here who said this, the people who benefit the most from it are the, are the sick. And um, um, we had a guest in here, and he said the glass ceiling for Matt Frazier, Matt Frazier has his face pushed against the glass ceiling. Yeah. And so improvements for him are going to be minimal, right? Yeah. But improvements for our moms are going to be enormous. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Also, if we, we can assess, because we saw that in the previous edition of the CrossFit Games, that also games at level has some change in their armor. So they, in Even some, they can improve. Yeah, in some areas, they can improve a lot. I don't, I don't think like my mom, but they can do a lot just by doing CrossFit, just by doing the CrossFit.com. Uh, has Italy ever sent anyone to the Games? Uh, we got three guys last year in the Masters. Um, no, I'm, I'm into the games. <laughs> I take that. I'm just turned 40, so I mean, I'm not happy with that, but I take it. Uh, no, never in the like in the the regular category. Is that going to happen? You think? I think this year with this new edition of the regionals, uh, I, I can I, I can bet some of them. How many affiliates in Italy? Uh, roughly 600. Yeah. Yeah, is we, it that's crazy. more than France? Yeah, and we have 61 million habit inhabitants. So if you consider that we are the, the most populated uh, state in Europe, is a, is a big number. Yeah. Wow. So so you must be close to – do you have more um, affiliates than um, Australia? I think – if I remember well from the last summit, Dave said that the, we, we were just – pass ahead of Australia. It, shit, Italy has a lot of coastline. Yeah. I think you have as much coastline, if I look correctly, as Brazil, which is kind of insane. I don't remember that data, right? Oh. I know that we have the, the, the longest beaches. I don't know about the, about the, the cost. It, it, so, so I'm going to throw this theory out there. Is that why CrossFit's so popular there? Because you have so much coast, co coastline and people are don't wear a lot of clothes <laughs> that they want to look good. I mean, I'm, ser I'm serious. All the co all the coastal cities in the United States where people are wearing less okay. clothes, they're 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 fitter. They're better looking. You I mean, mean for the aesthetic goal or? Yeah, and just like if you're not wearing like 
like me, like if I'm if like if I'm in Hawaii for two weeks okay. and I'm going around just my shorts and, and no shirt okay, on, I, I notice I lose five pounds. Okay, do you know yeah, what I mean? Okay. I take a few less bites at every meal. Do you do that? <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. No, but I but you you live in a coastal city to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but only but a lot of times I'm just here at work fucking off with you. Fair enough. <laughs> I think uh, like uh, imagine how fat I'd be if I lived in Iowa. No. no, no. <laughs> yeah. do, you th- do you think that g- stop? Okay. You probably make fun of me more. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought about that in that way, but it could be a point because you know we we are really into the the fashion area. So probably. you never thought of that before? No, no. It's do you think it's preposterous, Matt? What I'm saying, my theory? Not completely. I don't Partially think it's though. just. <laughs> I don't think it's just the static component of that. Do you well, have the, to say that because you're on the L1 team? I mean, come on. The whole no, point no, no, of no. being on the planet is to look good and go out and yeah, and, yeah, but, and make kids. But, I think that everyone that that does CrossFit has like probably someone more and someone less as that mm, part of aesthetic goal at the end. Right. Because everyone look likes looks better, right? But I'm gonna say that. Functional dominance plays into aesthetic dominance, right? Right. It's an it's an absolute byproduct of it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Your body is gonna if you want to go from twenty to thirty pull-ups, your body has to get better. Yeah, you look yeah. better. It's something yeah. that we teach during during seminars. Like regardless from the goal that you have, if you train with intensity, you will get there. And one of those goals are also aesthetic. Are you married? Yeah. And he's married, and I'm married. We should really be asking Eric this. Eric, what's the point across? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not doing that right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm for, I'm 46, and definitely for me, it's to be able to pick my kids up. Like I'm yeah. getting more closer to where your mom's at. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming it's like that for you too, right? You just want to yeah, be able yeah. to play some sports with your kids, and like, yeah, I like to be a, like an active dad, so I, I want to be able to bring them to play sport, play sport with them, and, and you don't want them to be embarrassed of you, like you get out of the car yeah. and you got a big old gut, and yeah, <laughs> not able to get up. Did you play sports as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I used to play a lot of sports. Uh, I used to like regular stuff as everyone. Uh, mainly I swim until I was uh, 13, 14. I didn't make it because of my body body type. You didn't work hard enough? No, no. I was training a lot. Okay. I remember a good time like swimming 15 kilometers a day. We didn't have a life. Yeah, it was yeah. like professional stuff wow. for kids. Wow. Like we, we trained twice a day. We did like eight kilometers in the morning, seven in the afternoon. It yeah. was pretty tough. You didn't do land training, I bet, right? No, never. Your but coach didn't know CrossFit. No, <laughs> no, no. Probably if uh, if I got CrossFit at that time. But my my main sport background is martial arts. So as soon as re- I, as I retired from the swimming uh, team. I moved to kickboxing. Uh, is where I got like my my best results, so, like sport. Have you knocked people out? Yeah, it happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> not because I want to. But how many oh. fi- how many how many fights have you been in? Oh, we are more in my ki- the kind of kickboxing uh, I spend more time with. It's like tournaments that you have like uh, point fighting stuff like that so i can tell you like many tournaments but not many fight because some some kind of tournaments you have fight that last three minutes two two round of three minutes so you can have like mm. 10 fights in one day oh wow guess it's a different so a lot you've been in 100 you've done 100 fights yeah more than that probably yeah in, okay in 15 years yeah wow okay so you, so you did that from when you were 14 to you were 30 yeah and yeah. how old are you now i'm 40 just 40 now okay okay sorry i, so I got some story. Bre- some breaks in the um, some breaks in the middle when uh, when I was to in January if I didn't uh, I didn't uh, I didn't fight I still 
I still train, but I didn't fight. So when I came back, I got a, like a... Did you meet your wife there? Yeah, in Tenerife. She's from Italy, but I met her in Tenerife. She was in uh, holidays. Was she in a bathing suit when you met her? No, no, no. no. We, I, I was working during the weekend uh, because I was studying at the same time uh, in a chiropractic school there. And I was working as bartender. So she um, That's in. the only job there is in Tenerife. It's, it's the easiest banana field, right? Well, Bananas are. Yeah, it's the easiest one, you know, making some mojitos uh, for the customers. You make banana, a living of that. Banana field? <laughs> I think it's a banana island. Yeah, they call platinum. It's like a different kind of bananas, a little more. Yeah. yeah. Look at me. Look okay. at me. Just, you, you pulled out look some whoppers. What, look at you, me. Look you, had, you had some facts. You like you skimmed the Wikipedia page for Brazil. No, right? no, but I know Tenerife. I know. I've been okay. there. Been yeah. there. Okay. Partied so there. Basically, when I came back in Italy, I didn't have nothing to do. I crashed some life goal that I got. So I was like, uh, I got a kind of depression. It was like five, six months. And during that period, I quit with everything that was uh, fitness. Like uh, I wasn't training. I changed my job. I went to work in a, in an office. It was like in a, in a factory. And so basically I gained uh, something like translating that in pounds could be like uh, 30 kilos is going to be like 75 pounds in six months. Uh, and after that, I realized, okay, um, that's no good for me. That's a, a dark window in my Not life. Healthy, yeah. So back, actually, I discovered CrossFit, and at the same time, I start CrossFit, and I go back to fight after one year in 2000. One okay. Year and a half. So, how old are you when you go to Tenerife? Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, I turned. I remember I turned 29 for sure when I was there. Okay. And I, you meet your wife there. Yeah. And when you leave Tenerife to come back to Italy, what city yeah. do you come back to? What, sorry? What city do you come back to in Italy? Oh, Venice, where, where I'm from. Venice. Yeah, I, I said Venice because it's cool, but the, the real name is Adria. It's like in the countryside, it's a small city. Okay, Adria. Yeah. Adria. Okay, and when you, when you come back to Adria, yeah. do you bring your wife with you? Yeah. And... So she meets you there, and yeah. you're this bartender, in yeah. shape, fucking guy, yeah. and you come back and turn into a fat pile of depressed shit? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> Great <laughs> move. <laughs> I was wondering, I'm like, am I under... Wow. Yeah. And she still likes me, so the reason why we married, but it was a, it was a fucking, you know, test. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's intense. Yeah. That's what's good. Because uh, how long had you been with her when you came back to Italy? Uh, not too much. I was like uh, probably one year and a half, something like that. Wow. wow, that's really intense. Have you ever put on 75 pounds? Not since I put on the first, second, seven, set of 75 pounds. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> what, 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 that was a horrible what would, question. What would your wife say if you put on 75 pounds? She wouldn't care. She well, would no, yeah, she would say something. She, she would? She would definitely say something. Did your wife say something? Yeah, but nothing about her or about how I look. It was something for me because obviously living with me, she she was able to recognize that the physical aspect was just an effect of the mental right aspect. So, i mean 75 pounds is like you need new clothes yeah, yeah i was definitely i throw away everything when i get back in shape this is the the, the how this story ends like was oh, it, shit. Was it good you end? ruined it for us what about what about, <laughs> what about you would Haley say something if you put on 75 pounds I think she would. <laughs> Just like, Absolutely. Do. Like, where's your dick? Different ways of saying, like, yeah. hey, get your shit together. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if she'd notice. Yeah. She's. She's. She's very patient. She's so whooped on me. My I'm, wife loves me so much. She's. 
She's, yeah, probably she going to do the same. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't even know. Um, so so you put so you so you in a six month what was the what was the factory job you got? Uh, it was a pipe factory. They pipe were, factory. Yeah, they were basically doing some, adding some thick uh, wall on the on the pipe in order to get foam foam fill and stuff like that. Okay, and how, and why why did you get a job there? Just because I was like, okay, I'm, I quit with the, this dream of being like a successful fitness trainer, a personal trainer. I, I can't mm-hmm. afford it anymore. Like in uh, until. So, I- but 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 you weren't really pursuing that, were you? When you, oh, because you were taking physiology. You were taking some. What were you taking? The courses in Tenerife. Yeah, it was like a um, kinesiology class. Okay, yeah. and did you fit? Did you finish the school? No, not yet. I come back, so I changed plan. This was the main reason. Okay. Yeah. So you you get the woman, you abandon the dream, you come back to Italy, you get a yeah. job at a pipe factory. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. And not even a good, <laughs> not even a good pipe factory. No, it was like pipe. Uh, yeah. In another. Kind. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, and you put on seventy five pounds, yeah. and 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 what happens? What, what stops you from putting going down and, and like kill, why didn't you hang yourself? <laughs> okay, it's a funny thing. I don't know if I can say that on podcast, but of course you can <laughs> say whatever you want. I yeah. was in this position, and I was working. I was playing at the at the laptop, mm-hmm. and I do this, you know, like for scratching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And under my hand, I feel something like okay, this is is not the right position is not the right environment but in my mind it was something that i like because basically my pecs turns in being a tit Ooh, so oh, that sounds, fuck. It was breast yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this feels like breast so <laughs> i know it's uh, it's shocking but like okay yeah, yeah. so i take it's, it's a true story i take yeah. off my shirts yeah. and i went straight in front of the of the mirror and at work at work or when you came home no no when i came home uh-huh. and i was like man yeah, I have to do so. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't end my life in this way. So basically, I, I, I submit a, like a request to work as personal trainer in a famous uh, fitness chain in Italy, and they get me the the green light with, based on my CV. I quit the job and I got three months to to prepare for that. So it, it was the time when I when I start CrossFit. So so you're at the pipe factory. Yep. Had you heard of CrossFit yet? Yeah. How had you heard of it? Is is um, because I, I was uh, was checking in a in a gym in Milan. I was checking uh, the the shape of these mat balls because we used to to train with mat balls in kickboxing, mm. but they were hard. You know, it was different different kind of uh, what we use in what we use in CrossFit. So I just checked the um, the brand because I'd like to buy one. Mm-hmm. And when I go in in internet to to look for this. Uh, for this brand, I found out about CrossFit. Uh, so just time. on so on the internet, yeah. just looking for yeah. fitness equipment. So so you're so you're at the pipe factory. You are like, holy shit! I feel like a, my body's like a woman's boobs. Yeah. And <laughs> um, even before you apply for the new job, you start looking for fitness equipment because you're getting in your mind. No, sorry, uh, it wasn't accurate. I I start uh, working again as personal trainer after two months. How did they let you work as a personal trainer if you were 75 pounds overweight? How because did you get the, that job? Yeah, so I know it doesn't make sense, but in, uh, <laughs> in this kind of gym, like you know, the, like the classic global gym, mm-hmm. they are more focused on the rent that you pay to teach there than your real skills. How is yeah. your self-esteem teaching people oh, to be? Oh, solo. 
I moved to stuff like not not because Pilates doesn't require being in shape, like but I was more more believable in that kind of role. Like the Pilates trainer could be like a bit fatter than the fitness trainer because of uh, <laughs> the intensity. You know. Oh, so, we're gonna get some hate comments yeah. for that. All right. <laughs> no, no, it's not what I think. It was I, I don't agree with what I said. Like I understand. In the back of my mind. People on YouTube don't care. Yeah. So basically, basically, I restart my journey in the fitness industry. And so, so, so you, so you, um, you get the job at the gym. Yep. Um, uh, you, while you're at that gym, you're looking on the internet for some med balls that you want to train people with. Nope. I was uh, I was looking for um, courses mm -hmm. like uh, trainer trainer courses, and I found one in Milan that it was something about I don't know like uh, military training something like that. So when I went in this gym, I saw that they have this weird uh, weird med ball, and uh -huh. it, that was the time I found out the logo, and I and, and when I got back, I looked for that. Okay, and that logo led you to CrossFit.com. Yeah, at the end, some researches for the brands and all the stuff, and the CrossFit name popped out. So what is CrossFit? And I go and I found out the CrossFit.com. Okay, and then what happens? Then happens something magic. Like uh, I start doing CrossFit by my own because I don't have any. You just look at the workout of the day and like okay. I'll yeah, try something that. like that. Not not strict because you know I, I didn't have nobody there at that time that uh, that told that that tell me that did you know a, what a Turkish getup was no I basically I did you I, know what a snatch is no I okay. deload I deload and I watch all the videos you know they were in the blue in the blue yeah size yeah the, the logos. what year is this what what year is this yeah what year what year? Uh, that was maybe 2008, 2000, something oh, like that. I love it. 2007, love 2008. It. Okay. Yeah. And basically, I watched all of them, and I made my own library. Like I was on the on the articles on the CrossFit Journal and all that stuff. I was really into that. Uh, I feel like the, my second passion after after kickboxing. I was talking about CrossFit every time with my wife and she was annoyed like you know you know that you know how how it is oh yeah and at this point are you starting to lose weight yeah yeah I lose weight pretty fast as as fast as I as I grow up I went down because basically my life was has been more in the fitness side than in the so in six months, yeah, you six made some months. changes to your yeah. diet. You started doing yeah. cross CrossFit. Yeah. Were you doing it in yeah. affiliate or? No, by no, no. By my own in Special. this in this global gym until they 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 pushed me away because I was uh, they were uncomfortable with my behavior and you were that with asshole the stuff that yeah that I was doing with clients. But the nice thing, the the nice win I got from this journey is like that in 2009, I made to go back to the my category. My weight category was 74 kilos. And I gain a, a spot in the national team, and I go back to the world championship in Ireland, uh, and I placed third. So I got the bronze medal after being uh, basically 100 kilos fat guy after one year and a half. So wow! So you won the kickboxing, and you won the kickboxing title, third place. Third place, bronze, but I lost in the semifinal. Wow, and and at that point you were you it, was that the best you'd ever done at a tournament? Uh, no, I won I won some like international tournament like gold medal. Uh, they were in, like the world championship, uh, uh, world cup, or uh, the American Cup in Philadelphia when I was much younger, '96. So. That that was not the best achievement, but to me, 
it represents like uh, you know when you when you come back to life uh, right uh, right and cool. and were you practicing kickboxing during that time or just doing crossfit no no i was practicing ma mainly crossfit because i didn't have the chance to train too much but right. you know when you have like a wide experience you can you can you can offer it like yeah. wow that's incredible so you are, are there any affiliates at this time in 2007 2008 in italy i think there was just one in milan and, and the second one was in sicily they were both on in the opposite side of italy they were the first two teams. and so you never went to them i used to go in milan you did yeah and what was that like oh it was great like uh, i can't have for it because it was really really expensive it was that gym where the football player used to train so right i went there more for workshop than training Fairly like once every two months or months and didn't eventually um is it peter de Suri? yeah peter is he, it, he was there at the same level he was at that yeah. level okay i think that's where i met him yeah he has a crazy family right he has like six six daughters or four daughters he, he has got, a big family <laughs> he got three daughters three daughters yeah, oh, three in daughters. my mind that's like eight you got three daughters he's like incredibly fit and oh that's it yeah oh wow <laughs> does he remember that Jesus. I remember Chuck being there. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was doing there. I think I was doing a piece on Chuck. I think I went to Chuck's house in Atlanta, and maybe we, Chuck and I went to Italy together. Okay. I'm sure you were there because I got some picture with you too. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, what, what finally, what makes you think that, hey, you should take your L1? I, I want to know more than more. About about CrossFit, and I want definitely open a, a box. When you got so, kicked out of your gym, what, yeah. what what happened? Where did you go? Uh, luckily, I've been kicked out of my gym during uh, uh, the building of the of the box. So basically, I've been kicked out from the gym on November, and I opened the box uh, in the 2012 in January. So right. you so, yeah. seamless. So you knew you were going to open a box? Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, I decided. I, I got a chat with my wife because, honestly, I was making, as personal trainer at that time, it was like good living. You, know, you, you don't risk nothing. You pay the rent for the gym and all the incoming as are yours. And my my first daughter just born. So, you know, it's a tough decision. But I believe in that. So. What do they tell you? What's the owner tell you? Like you're saying you got kicked out of the gym. What's that? What is that conversation like? It's like your behavior changed too much. It doesn't fit like the 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 the, the how you said that the the company rules and stuff like that because you know like wall balls. So I I had that shitty wall ball, so I was losing stuff and sends all around. Oh, yeah. I'm a, oh you I'm mean a like they would rip open yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'm polite. I was cleaning that up, but he was like he wasn't me. Like the the manager wasn't me. Like you can do that. Like uh, or I build my my own lifting platform, uh -huh. so I was carrying them in the gym and they were like everybody was looking at me and says oh, what the fuck is doing this <laughs> so, you know. do you ever see those people now yeah yeah they actually uh one of them show up uh, at the level one yeah and it was like uh, and now do they get it yeah uh, no i don't <laughs> <laughs> they still don't get it no they still don't get it because they are like uh they're th that kind of uh trainer that probably after the level one they are not going to understand that but they show up at the level one with the same uh, feeling or they think that is just another course okay i did this uh, music fitness course on the previous weekend and i got my my certificate let's do the level one next week so i can teach crossfit but 
one they get there they understand it it's not like that mm. and so it's still really good for them right but i think at the the the, the approach to the to the to the fitness uh, world is still the same i would think that even if you went to an l1 just to kind of chalk it off your list so you could say you could teach CrossFit, in those two days you would have your eyes open so big anyway that you would just be like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're like uh, shocked after the level one. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. think. Okay, so you take your L1 and are you blown away? Yeah, it was like uh, I thought I, I want to do I want to do this job. Oh, you knew that just yeah. from taking the L1. When, when, when I come back in my, I was alone. It was my car. And I drove back to from Milan to Venice, and I was constantly thinking about it. I, I think I met the coolest guys on the planet. Like mm -hmm. they were like, okay. Uh, Who know, else like, was there? There was some. Was Todd Whitman there? No, Yami was there. Yami was there. Uh, Carl Stedman was there. He was doing the. Oh, that's he's right. a FMUI. And Matt Evans. He was uh, he, he was doing his last interns. He has a uh, black T-shirt on, and he was on my group. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was doing that, and it was a. Those are the coolest guys Courtney, in the world. You're Courtney right. was there. Right. Tony Rife. Right. Yeah, I think maybe there. I met her there. I think that was the first time I had met her. <laughs> Look at that. Holy shit! Yeah, that's the video I made. Yeah. Yeah, Basti. Basti was there. Um, Sebastian we'll from the, Austria. The that's him right there. Yeah. Incredible. He set up a show on the rings, I remember, on Sunday. What a small world. Oh, Matt, uh, is that Matt Evans? No, no, who's that right there? The, here? No, 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 not Carl, the guy in the middle. Who's that? That's not Matt Basti? Evans. Basti. And he's, a, and he's a fighter too, right? Basti was uh, a martial artist. I don't know, honestly. Yeah, he was a martial Is he still on the L1 team? Yeah, yeah, he's a flow master. Okay. Basti, what's his first name? Sebastian Reeder. Reader. The king. You just call him bastard for short? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Matt, please don't rest your head on the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, it slipped. Um, so you get home and you're just talking to your wife. This is Matt with the black t shirt. Go a little bit more. Go a little bit more, Eric. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yes. 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 Where was he from? Like Scotland, Welsh? Where is he from? He's from uh, Welsh. Matt Evans? Really? Yeah. He's someone from something that's like should be England, but it's not. Yeah, well, uh, that's uh, it's like the Isle of Man, right? Yeah. That's that's Welsh. Really? Where they do the motorcycle race? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ross Coughlin. That's where he's from. Wow, I want to go there. I want to see Swansea. that race. Swansea. He's from Swansea. Do you ride so, motorcycles? No. No. Really? I would like to. In Italy, isn't that what? Isn't that like mandatory? No. There's no. no well, probably something about me. I don't know. Huh. Uh, only one dangerous sport per lifetime, kickboxing. Not, <laughs> it was not, not two, yeah. It was enough. So, um, so you take your L1. Yep. You go back to your gym. You start incorporating into the workouts. The gym's like, uh, sorry, Mateo. You can't be doing that shit here. Yep. And it didn't matter because you opened up your own box. Yep. Did you open it by yourself or did you have a, I have a partner? I have a partner, but we split up after like three months. So was he a CrossFitter? Now she was uh, my she was my one of my former clients, and uh, she was just involved in that. But she realized as soon as we got in that she wasn't made for it for her, so she just left, and I carried the business by myself. Uh, and after. One year and two months, we moved to a bigger facility. 
And you still have the box? Yeah, yeah. We moved three times since there. And so you've been a, an affiliate owner for five years? Yep. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, from there, what do you do to try to get on the L1 team? Oh, basically, is um, is related to Carson because he was Chuck was there, but he was flow master under instructions, so he was flowing the course, and he left his uh, personal email on the board as as we did at the end of the end of the level one, and he he, he said whatever you want to know, this is my personal email. Feel free to to contact me. I I will text you back, and and basically I did after two years, two years and a half. I was like, how can I get to a chance to try to, to You join? waited two years before you emailed him? Yeah. You ha you kept his email that long? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a wow. true story. Like, uh, like that. Yeah, it was a special relationship with him. Like we, yeah? We, I, I like him a lot. People That's, say he's the godfather of CrossFit in Europe. Is that true? He was the first one that joined the, the seminar stuff. Yeah. And he is really, really good. Not yeah. only as trainers, like a really, really good guy. He was Sam Briggs' original trainer. Yeah. She sure. started with that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you didn't know that. I did not know. Oh, um, so okay. So you contact him after two and a half years. Have you taken any more courses besides the L one? Yeah, like uh, specialty courses like weightlifting, gymnastics, uh, a bunch of them. That that one that were available in in Europe at least. So basically, I shot him an email and said, "Can you give me some some advice?" And he sent me back the. Um, I think it was the, the email for recreating the internship and all this stuff. So I wrote a, a, like a short essay about the reason I want to join that. And they gave me the chance. And, and, uh, and I started my internship process and finally got it. And you took your internship process, were they all in Italy? No, no, no. Basically, I got the first one in Barcelona, and the second one in France. And the third one, it was in France again. And after that, I, they, they, they assessed me that I, I, I got potential, but it wasn't good enough for joining the team. So they gave me like uh, six months of stop. Uh, I was tough. It was tough. I was <laughs> like a huge piece of humble pie. Do you know that term? Yeah. Humble pie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, was, I was crying at the airport. I still remember. It was like, and I, I wasn't 20 years old. It was like more than 30. Yeah. Something like that. But I come back in six months with Joe DeGain uh, after a few interns. I would cry too. Yeah. You put in a lot of work, a lot of hope, a lot of dreams. Yeah, especially because at the second one, I felt like, okay, I make it. And now, thinking back, I think that being stopped for six months has been the best thing that could be happened. What did you do in those six months? I studied as a crazy, like practice a lot. I was I was giving class in English to my clients, like for free, because okay, guy, can I give you class in English? I know you, you you're not going to understand a lot, but I need to practice, so come for free, like five six yeah. person and teaching fundamentals, squats and all this stuff. I well, used <laughs> why didn't you give up, Matteo? Why didn't you say okay, it's just not for me? That was something like uh, I put so much effort in that. that also, because I, you know, when when you see when you see the end of the of the race and you can make it, you're gonna show up next time stronger. Like, so so 
after your first internship, they must think you're good enough to invite you to the second one. So they invite you to the second one. They invite me to the, my, to the second one. And the second one, uh, the, they must think you're good enough. Carl Stedman, <laughs> he was there. He was like, okay, I'm impressed. You did a great job. You basically are. Who, who, was, the, who was the third one? Uh, it was Yami. Yami? <gasps> oh! <laughs> so we heard he's the hardest. He was the hardest, but also because of that. Mm-hmm. When I do my second turns of interns, and when I made it, and we start working together, we at the time we became pretty close. Like oh, I would have put some. Do you know what? Do you know what a, a diuretic is? <laughs> yeah. I would have put a diuretic in his coffee. A little yeah, really? There you, you like go. It? I like it. Let me a stir lot. that for you up a little bit. <laughs> I le- I learn a, re- a lot from him. It's like he's a good trainer. So so does he tell you at the third internship, right then and there? Hey. We're gonna have to. You're yeah. not gonna make it. Yeah, he doesn't consult anyone. You're just, you get thrown back. Oh, I you're, don't know. I he don't cuts know. you off the line and that, throws I you back know. in the ocean. I don't know at the time how it works, like because I got like a positive, a couple of positive um, comments and a negative ones. So I don't know how it works, but still now when you make like through the internship, like the third or the fourth one is that one that that, that make the difference. So so he tells you that. You're in France. You have to fly back home to Italy to your gym, and you're just devastated. Yeah. You train for six months. Yep. You keep doing what you're doing, but you double down on the English portion. Yeah. And then do they invite you back, or do you have to write another request? No, I write another request, and I found out that I have to restart the process from the beginning. So do you wait exactly six months to the day? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like you don't wait seven months or eight months? It's no, like, no, no. It was the oh, fr- six I months. Still, I still remember. <laughs> I still remember it was the 3rd of November. Okay. And I sent an email, and they gave me a lot of options, and I chose France again. And I got the first one with Yami. And then I got Joe DeGain. And then was the third one was with Steve Aitcock and finally Mike G. Wow. Invited me to the to the stuff. So. And Mike and, and where was the fourth one at? In Milan. So you so you did seven internships. Yeah, the total amount was seven. Do you know anyone else who did seven? Uh yeah, a bunch of them. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but a bunch of them, yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm not I'm not the one that did the, uh, the most, but Woohoo. Yeah. You know, it's it's part of the process. Um it's a tough position to get. We started off the show saying that you're the glass that makes the glass. You're the tool that makes the tools. Yeah. Um, the uh, it, it really. I mean, I can't emphasize it enough. I talk about it in every show, but it's not a fucking joke. The you're part of the team that carries the message. You are like that kernel. I, I was just telling, was it Natalia that you? If if all the CrossFitters in the world were to die, you only 150 of you really carry the the original. Yeah, that <laughs> DNA. That like mm-hmm. you guys do it every single week. Each of you are doing what Greg Glassman did by himself in the beginning. And um, you know, I, you've been at the office for a day now. Yeah. I hope you see like all of us here. We cherish yeah. you. Like I'm uh, this is your home. Like we do this all to let the world know that um, the whole publishing team here, all the media, we do this to let the world know that hey, they can come. They can come hear it from from you. So, you. And, and you not only transmit the information, the movement, and the nutrition, but you transmit the community. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't get, right? In yeah. those two days, you, I mean. I think, I think it's the most important part. The community part. Yeah. How do you important. transmit that? Uh, 
Okay, so officially during the level one, we transmit that at the end of the workout, at the end of the workout, teaching them is not the time to take a selfie and posting on Instagram. It's not the time to take a post-workout. It's not the time to reset the tools and the equipment. It's the time to go there in the corner to the last guy and supporting him. Uh, it's something that we uh, we feel like uh, is like fundamental. I'm still uh, when I'm doing when I'm giving this speech at the end of the workouts, like nine times over over ten, I'm getting emotional, like because it's something that is that is true. Like uh, I, I, we always have a guy that finished last, and what I used to say to the to the crowd is like, imagine him tomorrow doing the same workout in his home garage without you supporting us. What do you think? It's not about intensity because for sure it's an important piece. It's not going to hit that level of intensity that give you results. But think about the mental side of that stuff. And also if uh, he will be able to make it. Think about him in three days. You are in your, in your, in your apartment and say, okay, I'm going down to the gym my garage to do that stuff that sucks because right. intensity works but sucks mm. okay so how you approach that and so this is the the, the the big difference between I think between us and other stuff I, I move my gym this like, is the big difference between what and other stuff you know other other programs right without the community part without uh, assisting each other we are just moving right and there's a bunch of other programs that makes you move Right. Okay. This is the best, in my opinion, is the most effective, but has this part of community support that makes the huge difference. Like I, I moved my gym. Uh, was like in November. We moved to another facility, 500 meters far from the old, from the, from the old facility, from the third floor to the to the basement. And you we had, had a gym on the third floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Luckily, the the <laughs> the owner of the facility uh, was, was running his uh, his activity underneath, so he can't complain because okay. we were playing around. I can only imagine the 400 meter runs on this. <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> and basically, uh, we were supposed to stay closed for three weeks, but when a guy in our Facebook group group post like what what are we supposed are you giving us some workouts for the th three weeks <laughs> i say man if you like farm farm carry all that stuff you're not <laughs> renting a, a truck because it's just 500 meters so the main thing will be the climbing the going down from the from the stairs and when i show up on monday morning there was like 36 people there to move your gym yeah. there was a guy that rent a truck for us pay by his own pocket so this wow. is something that when i tell that makes me cry because it makes me feel that it's not a story that we like to say to the level one participants just because it's cool just because it's something that right supposed to make you feel my feeling it's it's a it's a church yeah it's a it's 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 a place where humans come and express their their kindness and giving yeah right so, yeah. you give you give of yourself yeah. whether it's in the workouts whether it's to help someone move whether it's to help you succeed your business yeah they, they are finding like boyfriend girlfriends uh yeah. recently a couple the the start with uh, with the first gym in 2012 uh they are getting a baby they're getting married so where are they getting the baby from <laughs> I love I love I love English as your second yeah. language. Oh, sorry, oh, yeah. They're getting they are having, they are it, it really it's is good. it really it's is good. true though. Like you, you're so selfless and you give it makes other people want to give back. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes cool. sometimes I'm honestly surprised like Well, well you're 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 you've given your life to profoundly affect other people's lives. 
Yeah, but when you love what you're doing, right? So you, you didn't you didn't realize that. Like it's like okay, it's something that I want to do also because it makes me feel better. It's not right. just because I'm giving. And so when you get it back, it sounds like unexpected. Mm -hmm. This is my feeling. How has the clientele changed in the five years that you've been running your affiliate? Oh, I think also in Italy now is moving more to the general physical preparedness, more fitness than competition environment. Back in the days, as, as used to be in the United States, too, I think like you know the the shining part uh, of the apple is the the competition part. You see a lot of posts of the games and a lot of videos about games athlete. Is what you catch first. After that, you realize that it's just a little piece of uh, of the whole cake, and you mm -hmm. can have everything else that to me is much valuable just because on the fact that you said in the beginning like uh, can you imagine the the gains that a regular person may have compared to to a games athlete does the box intimidate people there is there still that intimidation factor yeah because i mean crossfit is not easy we are still in that that part and that yeah and, and we're still in that part here in the states too it, uh, part of that probably will never go away Nothing's ever going to be easy in life that's good, right? Yeah, I think yeah. as box owner, you, you can do a lot. Like you can educate them a lot. Tell me, tell me some of the things you do to, lot, to, what, to what make I, it. What I notice mm -hmm. is like in my box, we don't have like uh, that character. Probably because uh, I don't grow it up. I, I honestly don't push them to do competition. The only thing I push to do is the open because of the community aspect of that. So I don't have that kind of guy that is asking me for extra work or uh, they are educated to to take what, what is on the board that mainly is the CrossFit.com program. So Let's talk about the open for a second. You brought up a good point. The open is the only competition that you encourage because of community. You know, for me, I didn't play sports growing up. And I hated I hated sports and I hated competition. And the reason why is because I was bad at them. And I've talked about this with Matt before and other people that when in high school, when they would pick the teams, let's say you were the team captains, yeah. all the boys would get picked. Then some of the girls would get picked and I'd still be sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I was like the way know, down there. I know that feeling. And um, so, so now um, I really hate the Open. But, okay. But when I do the Open, I'm so... And I've done the open for the last three or four years. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself yeah. because, because yeah, CrossFit has given me the, and I enjoy it. Yeah. It gave me the confidence to be in a competition that, that, um, not because I'm good, but just because it's some, it's, a. Uh, it, it's, um, it's just giving me the confidence and not only giving me the confidence, but I enjoy it. You know, it's like, I, I'm over that hump. That's like, it gives you, it gives you the opportunity to give yourself confidence right yeah so you do something like like with the deadlifts in 18.4 like you you hate deadlifting more than the bar right but you, but you did it right, right. And that's right. gotta be like a profound amount of confidence walking away from it except i fuck myself up during the open you are pushed to stay out from your comfort zone yeah is when you get results yeah. and the double unders that. is a better example i actually like deadlifts i just but double unders i hate them and i didn't <laughs> think i was going to even be able to do 50 and i did like 150 or something yeah, like that that's, you know that's a, that's a big point like yeah and also if you play sports at a very high level if you ask to them to every one of them was the more the, the thing that the that um, that lasts more in the in their mind is not it's like a sort of 
common quote, but it's, it's the true. It's not the, the, the prize that you get, it's the journey. Mm -hmm. It's the journey because because of the other people with uh, with who you interact, because of the uh, of the of the goals that you get pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, out from the limits of your experience, mm -hmm. is, is what is happening to the people doing the open. So they are experiencing something that back in the day was more for athletes or competitors than now is for everyone. So, so. And I like it that then we can admire the people who go on to the regionals and then go on to the games. Yeah. And although we can never be them, we were, um, we'll never be the branch at the highest tree, but we're the trunk. And so we can, we, 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 they're, they're part of us. And, and I, and I really enjoy that. I, I just, have you been to the games? Yeah. I judged in 2015. Oh, it's magical, right? Yeah. What a like, have you ever been to Madison? You didn't go to Madison? Madison? No, no. You ha are you going this year? Uh, probably yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, it's the, it's community at its finest. It's, it's more like a festival than ever before. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And there's camping there now. And, and, uh, it's, it's not Los Angeles. I'll tell yeah, you that. It's different. Yeah. I heard, I heard yeah. that from people. It's really, that. really, really cool. I remember when Greg and Dave were first forming the games and they were talking about it being the, the Woodstock of fitness. And you know Woodstock, the concert? Yeah, yeah. So this this had more of that, wouldn't you say? Absolutely did. And as much as I joke around about the masters, they're great. And the kids and the <laughs> teens, it's great. It's all, it's awesome. Yeah, it was a, I, I, I didn't, um, I haven't been there, but I heard about that. Like the main difference is that, like the community aspect and how the people enjoying the. I have some incredible memories from from Carson, but you had your first kiss. The first time you ever kissed a girl was at the CrossFit Games, wasn't Underneath it? Underneath tennis stadium lights, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were there. Right? <laughs> I got it on video, Eric. But Eric. <laughs> but I that first year in Madison blew it all away. It I, was just it was so different. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Forget that. I'm I'm onto this one now. Can't yeah. wait to see that. Yeah. I thought Those without space. the tennis stadium, it was going to be a lot. We were going to lose something. We didn't mm -hmm. lose anything. Matter of fact, inside the hockey rink was the loudest. I was actually a little bit concerned when Tia and Kara were crossing the finish line yeah. and mm -hmm. the crowd was cheering. That I was actually concerned that oh shit, my hearing might be getting damaged. Did that hurt? Did you realize yeah, how loud was, that was? It was, it was too loud. It was oh, loud, it was yeah. fucking loud. It was nuts. Mm -hmm. It was a crazy People moment, screaming, though. yeah. It was so loud. It was like piercing. Or I'm getting old. So <laughs> you 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 have this gym, and now um, by the grace of the powers that be, Dave Castro and Nicole and whoever, you, someone, has, someone has anointed you this li as a liaison. Meaning, do you know what a ranger is? I sort of view you guys as rangers. Do you know what, a, like a, a park ranger? Yeah, I got it. And you know how Greg Grassman will talk, uh, Greg Grassman, <laughs> how Greg Glassman will talk about the CrossFit community as, as a forest yeah. and we need to take care of it and protect it and make sure they don't shoot too many bears and okay. don't, don't start a campfire during the dry season. <laughs> um, and so there's a park ranger, right? He takes care of that. Yeah. And, that, and, and you, are, you are this park ranger for, for Italy, for yeah. the affiliates there. Yeah. 600 of them. 600 of them. Uh, it's, not, it's not just about limit their, their action. It's mainly to assist them. Right. So we are we are taking care for the birds, but also for the people that enjoy the, the, the forest. Right. So we are assisting them in any possible way. So 
that the, the main goal uh, that we are having is like feeling make them feeling supported by by us by the by the headquarters it's like and and how is that so now you're on the, how, how many how many seminars have you taught at oh i'm around 150 something like that 150 goodness yeah probably some and, and when did you when 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 you when did you join the team I joined the team in uh, June 2014. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so you're doing 30, 40 a year, 30 a year. Yeah. No, no, no more. 35. No more. Yeah. Um. And you do them all over Europe, right? Yeah, mainly, mainly Europe. Sometimes I travel to other countries. I've been recently in uh, Beirut. Uh, did you say Beirut? Yeah. Did we did an L1 in Beirut? Yeah, yeah. With uh, was with uh. Kevin Lim from Singapore and Chad Tehran from South Africa. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. I've been to Beirut too. Is that close to Armenia? A couple times. Uh, no. no. Not so close. Not so close. No. no. I'm not going to ask Eric to show me. Cause I, <laughs> I, drove from, uh, I drove from Beirut through Syria into Turkey. Oh, wow. that's a good experience. Yeah, to the town where my, um, where my family was chased out okay. of. How yeah. old were you? Oh. Uh, seems like yesterday. Oh, okay. but but must have been ten years ago. Okay, right. with my dad. Wow, that's good. I don't think I don't know if you can drive from Beirut to Turkey anymore. I, I, I don't highly so. doubt. <laughs> I, think so. I don't know too much about that part. Also, of the world, if you can, it's not. And like... you want to hear something crazy? We took a taxi. A taxi, taxi. We took it. I took a taxi from uh, Beirut, from 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 uh, Beirut to Damascus, and from Damascus to. Uh, place in turkey called musalair but that was cheap it was you know eight dollars <laughs> I, I don't remember that's doable but they had this sign they had this sign as i crossed the border into syria from beirut from lebanon to syria and it said it said welcome to syria and so i get out of the car to take a picture in front of it and my dad's taking a picture of it and i see all of a sudden his face turns like ghost white and he pulls the camera down and there's a guy pointing a gun at me and he's like but it's the welcome to Syria sign. I'm like, oh, damn. I'm shit Syria was amazing, by the way. So sad that they're having those problems there. Everyone yeah. should go there. It's, the mo it's like Indiana Jones. Mm, like just cool city stuff. cobblestone streets. And it's, it's like a movie set. Yeah, it's such a shame that places like that get uh, fucked up by war. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. Um... What are the types of things? How long have you been in this liaison in this ranger role? This is gonna be one year next June, so it's like a fresh role, yeah. And you run the Instagram account? Yeah, for CrossFit Italy. And and um, now we are we are sort of through the first phase of our of our media phase, and that was the social media phase, and now we're actually gonna start cultivating original content from there, which is really exciting. Uh, what we call localized content, content yeah. that's you know Italian filmmakers making videos yeah. for the for the entire community that will yeah. be in Italian. It's what we are working on mainly. Uh, yeah, I think you and Tyson were talking about it right before we got on the air with this thing. Yeah, yeah, we are we are almost there. We found the guys and they are really good, and we have also like a, a good project based on that. It will be about adaptive athlete in Italy. That'll be the first one. Yeah, great. And you know, you've seen in the journal. That we have the drop-down menu now. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, you mean now? you mean the contents in yeah. Yeah, 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 category. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, uh, I just posted like. Oh, it, thank God! It. I was like, I hope we have yeah. Italian. I hope we have Italian. I hope we have Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, this one was the latest one. 
the you can do cross okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, let's get his watchers lady. What are the affiliates contacting you about? What are the types of things that the affiliates reach out to you about? Mainly, yeah, they are looking for uh, assistance for uh, how to manage the box, and they got some like when they change the, I don't know the the, the facility when they have to to make to have a new contract. So it could be like logistic stuff, bureaucratic stuff, or it could be mainly because they want to know what we are doing, like if someone is using the trademark CrossFit not in the, the right way. So people promoting CrossFit classes and they are not affiliates. This is the the two main subject, like uh, assisting them to do their their job better and at the same time assisting them to prevent that someone else try to do that mm. right basically fake fake gyms yeah fake gyms. Try, about trying fake to gyms. make yeah. a dollar off the crossfit name yeah you know and we are we are in italy and you know <laughs> you know how it works over there like we are like we sometimes culturally we believe to be smarter than the other but in that case is <laughs> not true so what advice do you have for affiliate owners? What are some of the best practices that you've learned being an affiliate owner? Focus on what you are doing. This is the main, the main piece. Is what I'm answering, like in a different way, not so strict, but is what I'm answering to the people that try to contact me by email or when I'm calling them for, for assistance. Like I know there are a bunch of stuff going on. Don't forget that you are doing that because you like it. Okay, because if you wanna become rich with with an affiliate, it could be a chance, but it's not the main purpose to open a box. So focus on the quality of your work, and the clients will will come to your box. Like if you if you if people like reaching me because oh uh, I'm sorry to say that, but there is an affiliate near me working in this way, promoting not only CrossFit but also dancing class and stuff like that. I don't think that that's good. It's like okay, I will take an eye on that, but first of all, try to to raise the level of your work, and, and you will be successful. This is the main thing. That's great advice. Yeah. Is that message received well? Do do do? It, it seems like you have to be pretty wise to hear that message to hear what you're saying yeah uh, obviously in during a relationship during a communication you have to 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 realize with who you are speaking so you have to find the right channel in order to deliver your message uh, i don't think that uh, a whatsapp message or an email is gonna it's gonna take this role at least you have to, to talk with them by phone like in order to make them understand uh, if it's not you can make it even simpler like uh, I can open their their uh, Facebook account or their web page and say, man, while I'm talking with you, I'm seeing uh, your your web page here. And if you if you if you are going to to accept it, I have some advice for this because probably uh, this kind of picture are not going to to catch the, the attention of my mom. They are going to catch the attention of that guy, like rugby former player stuff like that. So, so easy stuff that is actionable and that makes you understand that probably what I'm saying as a reason is not just because I'm 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 answering you because I have to. Okay, we should have him cook him with Cooper. Chris Cooper. Two, two brain business Italian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matteo, 30 years ago when I was 15, 16 year old boy, um, I didn't see, you know, 300 pound people in California. 
and now I see 300 pound people in California, and 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 there was always talk of that that they're coming. It's it's happening. It's coming. We're growing them. Yeah. People are eating poorly, and there was always this talk that five percent of everyone in the U.S. will have diabetes. Ten percent will have diabetes. Uh, how old how old did you say you were? I'm 40. 40. How, what have you seen in the last 15 years? Is is, is Italy? Um, is, we have, we is, have a massive change. And is the medical system capable of taking care of that? Uh, yeah, we, we have a really good medical system, but this is not the reason to keep <laughs> that route. Right. Like uh, I, I, I brought my daughter at a swimming class like last week, and over ten kids, nine were I, I'm not gonna say a lie. Like I'm talking about obese. Like there was this nine kids, uh, kids, kids talking about nine years old, seven years old, and they were like. A, Big belly like that, like a chest, you know, small, small legs. That, that means that probably they are showing up two times a week, doing this sort of class like half an hour, and that's all. And having at the end, I, I catch the, their their parents outside giving them like candies and all this kind of stuff, just because they made they they, they got half an hour sports swimming, so that they deserve this stuff. And in Italy, is really deep in the culture, especially especially for kids. They have to eat a lot. I remember my grandma like forcing me eating a lot. But at that time, we have like uh, I don't know ham and and cheese and, and bread, and so I can have and, sal and salads and greens, right? Yeah. Lots of greens. And... Yeah. Do Italians eat tabbouleh? What's tabbouleh? Oh no, okay. It's like um, parsley and whole wheat and tomatoes. It's a Middle Eastern. Do you guys? You guys know? Like, no? no, maybe not. No. Okay, heard about it. So basically, if you were overweighting, it wasn't good at the same time, but it was better than overeating like candies and yeah. drinking. How sodas. about soda pop? Is soda pop big in Italy? It's, uh, it's really deep now, thanks to like the big chain uh, of uh, burgers and all that stuff. And it's not at the level that you have in, here in the uh, U.S. Mm -hmm. I think it's about the refilling. We are not allowed to refill. So, oh. so this is going to put a border, at least economic, economic wow. stop. So if you want another Coke, you have to you have to pay. No refills. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. It's like uh, in Europe. In Europe, I think, or in Italy for sure. Is not. that new? No refills. No, no, never been. Never allowed that no, shit. Never allowed refill. So probably is that. But like for example, when I, when I when I when I went out, when I I go out with friends with kids and having like pizza or whatever steak, or like the line of kids having a Coke. And I'm pretty um, manageable with my with my orders. They can have whatever they want. So if they want to try something, but you know, uh, something that I'm pretty strict on is the uh, is about uh, Coca-Cola and Fanta and soda. They can't That's, have uh, that. Yeah, it's my... not that they can't. They mm -hmm. can try it if they want. But I'm being reminding them a lot of times they're not trying it, so they don't like it. My kids can't have it. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, I don't want to say that they can't do. It. So they'll have they'll have it eventually. It's 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 so not it, fine. They can have yeah. it eventually. They can have it. But yeah. they're not like if I take them to a birthday party yeah. and there's cake and coke there, they can have the cake. Yeah, they are not gonna fucking drink coke on yeah. my watch. There is no it, fucking way I'm putting fruit, high fructose corn syrup in a liquid form pouring it into my fucking kid. I it's like fucking. Picasso taking a shit on one of his paintings. But if you ask, you know what I mean. That's my grand prize. How fucking dare you judge me for that, Matthew? I did not judge. I'm just trying to process it. All right. All right. I think you have to, you know, you have to filter the the message for them, like yeah. as everything with kids. But it's like uh, being 
pretty strict on on sodas and stuff like that is a good point. And yeah. I, I don't think it's unreasonable. I think it's absolutely correct. It's the right move, but I just think it's it's hard to accomplish. I'm gonna tell him when yeah. you're 18, I don't give a like. Legally, you can do what you want, but yeah. I made you, and like you can do a lot of crazy shit. But no coke. <laughs> no coke. Yeah, no pouring soda. Drink all like yeah. you can do all sorts yeah, of other yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think it's great. I agree with that. Like, but no smoking either. Like yeah. until you're older. Like, do then do yeah. all the shit you if want. You, if you're smoking to 2018, you you. Oh come on! Come you know on. in you Italy, in Italy they give every kid a pack of cigarettes, don't they? <laughs> no, they they smoke a lot, but not not as they were used to. But Did you used to smoke cigarettes? I smoked cigarettes when I was in uh, in Tenerife, not too much, but I was like because what was in, your in what was your brand? Oh no, I just roll up some. Oh. Some it was legal stuff. Like, oh, legal. Yeah, I did roll. I I, I rolled tobacco for a while, and I, you never smoked cloves, dejarms from India. No, no. no. You mean like the pre-made, the um, like leaf? It's um, it's a uh, cloves. It doesn't smell like cigarettes. Okay. They're from India. Skinny no. little things. Yeah. Those oh two. yeah, probably got it. it. Was in the weird in the weird package. Like oh no, no. Stuff. those are called what the fuck those are stuff. those called, Eric? What are those things called? They're not clove cigarettes. I'm pretty sure they make one of the Canary Islands. What are those? No, they're not made there. <laughs> they're cone-shaped. They look like a joint, but they're not. It's not just tobacco in them. It's like sage and some other shit. Oh, like they're, they're like they're funneled. Is weed legal? Yeah, they're funneled. Is weed legal in Italy? It start to be legal like now as a like therapy. Like uh, okay, US, but it's not like something medicinal. Clear yet. It's not like here where you walk around, you're like <laughs> smell <laughs> no, it on every no, corner. No, 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 Have no, you no, smelt no. it since you've been here? No, I I, I saw something. You will something oh, yeah. worse. Oh yeah, you will. <laughs> I see something worse on the street, but then. really, you did. You, did you see some tweakers? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. When I started my walk yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. sorry. I haven't seen that here yet, but I know it's here. <laughs> um, there's one other question I was going to ask you around the same thing. I asked you if they smoked weed there. It's legal. What was you I going to about ask you? soda we were talking about? I was, I was going to ask you something if something's legal there. Opioid? Or like, uh, no, it wasn't that hardcore. I mean like pharmaceutical grade. Guns. guns. No guns, right? No, you can have your, your license, but it's not free. Like, it's not like here. Like you... You have to be through a process. I don't even know what it's like here anymore, to be honest. Just scary. I'm, I don't want to go, I, I'm not going to get into this right now. Just, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a big, yeah. it's a big subject. It's massive. I'm put one of these in. <laughs> no, I'm all right. I got oh, yeah. to drive later. Good to have you on here on the podcast. Thanks to you guys. It was a pleasure. Um, Great having you. When you come through town again, I'd like to have you on again. I will. Matt, do you have any final questions? I've got a myriad of questions. What did you swim? What was your uh, your stroke? Uh, was I like uh, I don't know that how you pronounce that in English? Like was uh, it this one? No, it was like, like was it, we call it was like it the, the breaststroke. No, we call it like uh, dolphin in Italy, but it's not no, a butterfly. 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 Yeah. yeah. Butterfly. Nice. I forgot it. How do you feel about that being called dolphin over there? I think it's actually, it's probably more accurate. It's probably better called <laughs> Yeah, dolphin. you mean the, at least it's in the water. Yeah. I swam the <laughs> right, same. Right. Bottom is flying. Like. I swam the same stroke. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, no, I, I feel like we've, we've covered a lot. Yeah. Eric? Eric, land the plane. Eric's, Eric's, Eric's got, he's got the itchy finger today. Mateo, thank you. Thank you to you guys, man. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Eric just shutting me. Three podcasts. Eric just shutting me down.